it's not going to be perfect, okay? We're talking about the possibility of scheduling 144 games, okay? Had they gone to the nine-game schedule, it still wouldn't have been perfect. We're talking about 152 games. There are going to be some omissions that we would have loved to have seen, but hey, I think for the most part, the SEC did an adequate job. We have a special nighttime edition of Always College Football just for you. Hot off the press, the SEC 2024 schedule. We'll break it down. We'll talk about what we like, what we don't like, maybe some of the games that I would have loved to have seen and some of the games that were protected that we're happy that they are. Jack Foster, Jake Garcia, Mark Kubiak, I'm Greg McElroy. Thanks for being with us here at Always College Football. Before we get into the schedule breakdown, if you could just take a couple seconds, whether it's via the podcast or if you're here with us via YouTube, it'd be really beneficial if you could just hit a thumbs up on YouTube. Or if you're on the podcast, we already so appreciate all the many people that have reached out and that have left a review for us. Leave us a rating and then leave us a review. We've seen you guys and we so greatly appreciate you taking a couple of seconds just to help to promote the show. If you don't like it, you don't have to, it's all good. But if you would, it'd mean a lot to us and it'd go a long way in helping us continue to grow. We're right at a year, we're almost a year. So we are trending up as far as our viewership and our listenership, but we want that trend to continue. The SEC schedule, there are going to be some teams that don't like what they have. But I think when I say some teams, I mean 16 teams. I think every SEC team is going to feel like they might have gotten the short end of the stick. But at the same time, they're going to look at maybe their biggest rival and say, well, that schedule is kind of tough too. The SEC, from an equity standpoint, I thought it did a decent job. You want to have competitive equity while still preserving the most marquee games. And as far as a just an overarching theme, it was adequate. Much like the Big Ten last week, felt like it was an adequate job. Everybody did a really, really solid job of trying to create a level playing field, but you can't create a level playing field. There's 144 games. Some people are going to be ticked off with the games that they got on the road and some of the games they got at home and why do they have to go on the road and how is this all going to work itself out? So let's not waste any additional time. Let's break down the SEC 2024 schedule. Okay, we have it in our grasp, the SEC 2024 schedule. We don't have the dates just yet, but we do at this point have all the home and away matchups for every single SEC team. That's now 16 teams in the league, and my goodness, some of the schedules are very, very intriguing. We're going to start in no particular order, and because the SEC fans, as much as we love them, they have a tendency to get a little carried away from time to time. We're going to go in alphabetical order just so you can understand why we're starting where and how we're ultimately going to go down the list. Does that work for everybody? I hope it does. Let's start with Alabama. Notable games in 2024. You still have the Iron Bowl. Naturally, that game's played in Tuscaloosa, but they also have the Georgia Bulldogs coming to town. Bama, Georgia, regular season, Tuscaloosa. Thank you, SEC football schedule makers. At LSU as well and at Tennessee, two rivalry games 
that I'm really happy to see preserved, at least in 2024. Those games matter. Bama LSU may be the biggest game in the SEC in the last 15 years when it comes to the ultimate supremacy. And then Bama Tennessee, a game that's been played forever. You just can't abandon it. I'm glad they didn't. They protected that game. Another intriguing game at Oklahoma, naturally. Newcomer in the SEC. More on that game here in just a little bit. Going to Arkansas, you protected the rivalry. LSU, Battle of the Boot. That game is still very much alive. They also host the Texas Longhorns. Now, Texas traveled up there a couple years back. It didn't go well for the Texas Longhorns. They head back now. There's no love lost there, especially for the Arkansas Razorback fans that will be rooting against the Longhorns that night. They also kept in place that neutral site game against Texas A&M. Thought that was an important one to protect as well. Auburn, kind of a random schedule, to be completely honest. You got A&M, Arkansas, Vandy, Oklahoma at home, and you get both Alabama and Georgia on the road, plus Missouri, plus Kentucky. Look at Auburn's schedule. There wasn't a whole lot of consistency across the board, but you did protect their two biggest rivals, the Iron Bowl and the South's oldest rivalry, Auburn-Georgia. So glad that those two games remained. The others felt kind of just thrown together a little bit with the Auburn Tigers. Let's go next to the Florida Gators. LSU, that has long been a rival. I know people both at LSU and at Florida said, well, they're, if I'm ranking my rivals, they're like fifth. Yeah, but it's still a rival. And there's been a ton of animosity in that game in recent years. I'm glad to see it protected. Remember just a few years ago, because a game got moved because of a hurricane, LSU said, we're not going there. You're going to come to us and you're going to play under these circumstances and all this other stuff, man. There was no love lost there in the mid-2010s between LSU and Florida. So glad to see that game is preserved. They also keep Kentucky on the schedule, which will appease Kentucky fans. Georgia, of course, they're in Jacksonville. That's not going anywhere. And Tennessee. It felt like Florida, one of those teams that everybody wanted a piece of. Everyone kind of wanted Florida. They also travel to Texas, which is interesting as Texas makes their debut in 24. As far as Georgia's concerned, we already talked about the Auburn game. That's safe. The road trip to Alabama, that's an intriguing one as well. And then at Texas, Texas not only gets Florida, but they also get Georgia traveling to their house near number one in the SEC. That's a marquee game. More on it in just a moment. Kentucky, I thought they protected their two biggest rivals. They protected Florida, who, of course, Kentucky, that's their Super Bowl, or at least it has been for the better part of the last 30 plus years. And they protected Tennessee. However, in 24, they travel on the road to both LSU. One of the more intriguing schedules. We'll talk about it in detail in just a moment. Alabama, Ole Miss, couple rivals there at AM, rival there at Florida, rival there. Talk about LSU again here in just a little bit. Ole Miss, they protected the Egg Bowl, naturally, but they also gave them LSU, which for Ole Miss fans is probably the biggest game on the schedule that isn't Mississippi State. Mississippi State, probably the weirdest schedule of them all. You get the Egg Bowl, but that's pretty much it. You get five teams from the SEC East. So only three teams that you play on an annual basis, but you get the Egg Bowl. So Mississippi State, we'll talk about it a little bit, but felt like they got a little bit of the short end of the stick as far as games that matter to their fan base. Missouri, you still got the borderline battle. That's against Arkansas. And you pick up an old conference foe in Oklahoma. That game I thought was a good one for the Missouri Tigers. Just talked about Oklahoma. They get Alabama at home. They obviously have the Red River Showdown, shootout, r- rivalry, whatever we're calling it nowadays. 
They get Alabama. They get LSU on the road, Auburn on the road, and Missouri on the road. Thought that that was an intriguing one. We'll talk about Oklahoma and Texas together in just a little bit. South Carolina, they keep their rivalry with Texas A&M alive, even though it's a made-for-TV rivalry. It's still a rivalry nonetheless. However, missing from South Carolina is Georgia. Not on the schedule in 2024, and that's one that will probably tick off a lot of South Carolina fans. Tennessee, you get to keep Alabama. You get to keep Florida. You get to keep Kentucky. You get to keep Georgia. Tennessee's schedule, I thought, was gettable. But then again, most of their difficult games are at home. They go to Georgia in 24. But either way, I'm glad that they preserve the rivalries because I didn't realize this. I didn't think about it, I guess. Tennessee, everybody seems to consider LSU. Everyone seems to consider Florida. And everyone seems to consider Tennessee a rival. <laughs> they have more rivalries than pretty much anybody in the entire league. They also get Vanderbilt on the road as well. Another team that considers Tennessee a massive rival, but that one's within the state. That one makes a little bit more sense. How about Texas? They get Georgia at home. They also have to travel to Arkansas. Already hit that one. They also get the Red River Showdown shootout rivalry. And of course, a road trip to Texas A&M. More on that game here in just a little bit. A&M, interesting to say the least. They get LSU. They get Texas at home. Both those games, obviously, rivals then on the road. Fairly manageable road schedule. I think AM got a pretty good draw when looking at how things should stack up here in 2024. And then finally, looking at Vanderbilt, they protect the Tennessee game and they protect a couple other games in the SEC East. But Vanderbilt, they get Kentucky, they get Tennessee, and they, of course, get South Carolina. That game will be at home. Notably missing from the Vanderbilt schedule, Florida. Florida and Vandy, they've had some tough contests in recent years, most notably when Vanderbilt beat Florida last year, but that game's been way too close for comfort on several different occasions in recent history. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com couple of notable takeaways when evaluating the schedule. Now, it's not going to be perfect, okay? We're talking about the possibility of scheduling 144 games, okay? Had they gone to the nine-game schedule, it still wouldn't have been perfect. We're talking about 152 games. There are going to be some omissions that we would have loved to have seen, but hey, I think for the most part, the SEC did an adequate job. thought there were some things that were a little bit more of a takeaway, couple notable omissions. I'm going to tell you who had the hardest schedule, tell you who has the easiest schedule. Also going to take a look at the newcomers, both Texas and Oklahoma. 
Let's start with the omissions. Now, there weren't many. Most of the traditional rivalries were preserved. We hit all that already. But a couple that stood out to me. Let's start with Alabama and Mississippi State. This is a game that dates all the way back to 1947. They have played every single year from 1948 until 2023. That streak will end in 2024. Unfortunately for Mississippi State, Alabama has a pretty loaded schedule. So does Mississippi State. More on them in just a minute. But either way, was disappointed to see that game because of the proximity between Starkville and Tuscaloosa just 90 minutes away. Disappointed to see that game and that continuous games played streak come to an end. Also, another game that was notably omitted, South Carolina and Georgia. A game that probably means a little bit more to South Carolina than Georgia. But if you think about some of the crazy results in the last 12 years, there have been several examples in which great South Carolina teams lost to Georgia teams and great Georgia teams lost to average South Carolina teams. There's been a bunch of examples of that. It's been kind of a wild rivalry. So to see that game come to an end is also disappointing. 30 years they've been playing. Last time they didn't was in 19. 19- 91. One other game that I would have loved to have seen continued on or picked back up. We don't get Oklahoma against Texas A&M. We know that Oklahoma gets Texas. We know A&M gets Texas. We know Oklahoma gets Missouri. But it would have been cool to see the Big 12 teams get back together and to play on an annual basis. Now, A&M has plenty of games to fulfill their obligations. They have tons of games against quality competition and the unique schedule in and of itself. I actually think their schedule is somewhat manageable, believe it or not, in 2024, but would like to have seen Oklahoma and A&M be able to tee it up to restore, I guess you could call it a rivalry, but not a huge one at that. I thought those were the three biggest omissions when looking at the SEC schedule. But for the most part, like I said, most of the highest priority games were retained. The one, of course, traditionally that I would love to see continued on is that Mississippi State-Bama, but it is what it is. Here's the most random schedule. Mississippi State has by far the most random schedule. Now, they get the Egg Bowl, but they're traveling to Ole Miss. So a road trip game, but not one that you're going to lose a whole lot of sleep over. You play that game every year, and hopefully it's continued to be played on Thanksgiving. I love that game. There it feels like just a pure vitriol hatred rivalry there on Thanksgiving. It just couldn't be more appropriate. You got that game, but you also pick up Florida and Missouri at home. Now, Florida and Mississippi State at one point had tons of vitriol because Dan Mullen left Mississippi State for Florida. But that has kind of subsided. I don't feel like there's as much animosity as there once was. But either way, that game, not a ton of tradition between the two teams and a game that you wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I got to see Mississippi State. I got to see Florida. I also thought Missouri at home, they don't play each other on a regular basis. Missouri out of the East, Mississippi State out of the West didn't make a whole lot of sense. Of course, there's no divisions anymore, but over the last 30 years, there have been. So it just didn't make a ton of sense. Even when Missouri got in the league in 12, they haven't played each other that many times. They do go to Georgia and they do go to Tennessee, two very difficult opponents, but also like the aforementioned Florida and Missouri out of the East. 
not teams that Mississippi State has seen on a regular basis. They don't get Alabama. They don't get Kentucky. Kentucky's been their permanent rival in the current eight-game format for the SEC. Of course, you get that rotational opponent, but they played Kentucky every year for the last however many years. That game is now off the schedule. You get so many. You get so many SEC East opponents. You get four in total, including a new addition, Texas. So basically five teams on Mississippi State's schedule in 2024 that they haven't seen with a lot of regularity in the last however many years. So thought Mississippi State's schedule was probably the most random, but there are some marquee games that I think Bulldog fans will be excited about. Let's get to the toughest schedule. Now, I thought really when you look at it across the board, the schedules were pretty even. It was almost very difficult to figure out, all right, this is the toughest schedule. This is the easiest schedule. But I figured when looking at home and away and where the teams are at right now, I thought the toughest schedule for the 24 season was the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, you get five games away from home. That includes the neutral site game against Florida. And when you look at the teams that they play on the road, man, the schedule is for the most part very daunting. Of course, Florida finished under 500 last year, so it's not the end of the world to have to go away from home into a neutral site in Jacksonville and play against a team that might be a coming off a 2023 season where they're not expected to achieve a whole lot either. They're the one team, however, though, that finished under 500 that they are playing outside of Athens. They also traveled to Alabama. Alabama was 11-2 and last year. Texas, 8-5 and last year. They're traveling to Austin. At Ole Miss, Ole Miss also 8-5, and and they traveled to Kentucky, who was 7-6. and That's a combined record of 40-25, and all played away from home. That's difficult. Now, you look at their home schedule, it's for the most part gettable. But when you take everything into account, Georgia, I thought, especially knowing the teams they're playing outside the hedges, had a pretty difficult draw. Granted, very manageable 2023 schedule, so maybe it's overcorrecting in 2024. As far as the most manageable schedule, I thought this goes to LSU. LSU has home games against Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and Vanderbilt. That quartet of teams combined to go 30 and 21 in 2022. Alabama, I just referenced 30 and 21, nine games over 500 collectively. Well, Alabama was nine games over 500 by themselves. They were 11 and two last year. Oklahoma, six and seven. Ole Miss, eight and five. And Vanderbilt beat just two power five teams. They went five and seven. 30 and 21 on their home schedule. And we know that Death Valley is a brutal place to play. But how about their road schedule? That's when LSU might be vulnerable. It's manageable. It's not easy, but it's manageable. They go to Texas A&M. A&M was five and seven. They go to Florida. They were six and seven. They go to Arkansas in the battle of the boot. They were seven and six. And you go to South Carolina, who was eight and five. That's a combined record of 26 and 25 in 2022. Granted, I know it's two years from now, so who knows what these teams are going to be, but based on the snapshot of the SEC, based on how they performed last year, LSU, somewhat manageable home schedule for the most part, and a very gettable road schedule. I thought they were the beneficiaries of probably the most manageable schedule that you can find 
within the SEC in 2024. How about the new additions, both Texas and Oklahoma? Let's break their schedule down just for a little bit. Oklahoma has just three home games against SEC competition in 2024. Those three teams that they bring to Norman went a combined 30 and 9. Alabama 11 and 2, Tennessee 11 and 2, and South Carolina 8 and 5. That's three extremely difficult games in Norman for the Sooners. They also have five games away from home in which the record was pretty dang impressive as well. 37 and 28 amongst the five teams they play away from home. Of course, you have the neutral site in Texas, 8 and 5, LSU 10 and 4, Auburn 5 and 7, but a difficult place to play on the Plains. When you go to Jordan-Hare, anything can happen. That's for sure. Ole Miss is tricky, who went 8-5. and five. They should be pretty good as well. And then you get Missouri in a rivalry game, one that you know Missouri is going to be very fired up about. They're, they unfortunately, though, went just 6-7. and seven. So a difficult schedule for Oklahoma. Welcome to the SEC. And then Texas. I thought Texas... Now, some people have said, well, they have kind of a manageable draw. I disagree with that. They get Georgia at their place. That's the best program in college football right now. So that'll be an extremely difficult game. But their three biggest rivals within the conference are all being played away from home. We know Oklahoma, that's a neutral site game. Uh, I don't need to necessarily explain that. <laughs> you know that game's going to be played at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. But you get Texas A&M in Kyle Field, and you have to go to Reynolds Razorback Stadium to play against Arkansas, a game that I don't need to remind Texas fans about how it went just a couple years ago. So I think a very difficult road schedule or away from home schedule for the Longhorns in year number one. Here are the five games that I am most looking forward to on the 2024 schedule. And take this with a slight grain of salt. There's no non-conference games that I'm going to discuss in this five-game, I guess, list, if you will. I'm also not going to discuss games that we've had traditionally. So when Alabama LSU is on the schedule, that's not going to crack the top five. Why? Because we've had that game for a really long time on an annual basis. I'm looking at some games that are going to be exciting and they're going to be new or ones that we haven't had in quite a while. Game number one, Alabama is hosting the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, you look at these two programs and arguably over the last seven, eight years, you can make a case that they're the top two programs along with Ohio State, along with a few others in college football. Now Alabama gets to host Georgia. They're in Bryant-Denny for the first time in a while. It should be an incredible matchup between two of the best in the sport. You look at number two, Texas going to Texas A&M. You look at the animosity that already exists in this rivalry, and now the Aggies get to host the Longhorns. They're on what should be a primetime event seen around the world. There's no love lost in that rivalry. Those two programs hate each other more than just about anybody. Number three, Georgia traveling to Texas. We saw Alabama go to Texas a couple years ago. Look at that scene. It was incredible. Not a couple years ago. It was last year, but it feels like a couple years ago. It was incredible. Now you get the number one ranked team in the country, what might be the number one ranked team in the country, traveling to Austin and what might be 
Arch Manning's first year as the starting quarterback. Arch Manning chose Texas over Georgia. A lot of tentacles when evaluating that game. That would be game number three. Game number four, Alabama at Oklahoma. Now, Alabama traveling to Oklahoma, that naturally would be at the top of any matchup that you would find in recent years. Now, Oklahoma has slipped just a little bit. Maybe it's a one-year thing. Maybe they struggle to regain their footing. Who knows? I hope they bounce back this year. But Alabama traveling to Norman, a game that we haven't seen in 20 years. I look forward to that matchup as well. That's at number four. And then at number five, even though we saw this game just a couple years ago, I was on the call for it. It was one of the most chaotic and intense environments I've been in the booth for. Texas at Arkansas. Now, Texas does not view Arkansas as a rival, but I can promise you Arkansas views Texas as one. So that is rounding out the top five of the five games that I'm most looking forward to that are relatively new in the 2024 SEC schedule. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Okay, McElroy, you gave a great breakdown on everything there, but let's talk about the fan bases because that's what makes the SEC fantastic. Which fan base is going to be really happy and which fan base is going to be really upset? I'm not sure anyone's going to be happy with their draw. I also don't know if there's going to be anybody that's super upset with their draw. The SEC has been out in front of how they basically explained this to their membership. They took the 16 teams and they divided it in half. So the top eight in-conference records, as far as win percentage is concerned, and then they took the bottom eight in-conference records as far as win percentage is concerned. Okay? If you're in the Big 12, so they took the Big 12 conference win percentage for Texas and Oklahoma, and they slotted them accordingly. You got basically, if you lived in the top tier, you got two from each. You got two from the top tier, two from the bottom tier. If you're in the bottom tier, you got two from the bottom tier, two from the top tier, home and away. So basically, you get two at home from the top tier, two away from the top tier, two at home from the bottom tier, two away from the bottom tier. And they tried as best they could to preserve rivalries that would best allow them to continue having marquee games. So it feels like one of these situations where there's not going to be a single fan base that's thrilled with their draw, 
but there's also going to be a situation where there's not a fan base that's really upset with their draw. I think the goal of the SEC office was to tick everybody off evenly and then to make everybody evenly happy across the board. Now, there's going to be some teams that are going to be disappointed. I already referenced Mississippi State, largely because their biggest rival outside of Ole Miss has been Alabama. That's been the game they've circled, and they don't have that game anymore. South Carolina might also be a little bit upset because they'd love to have a chance at Georgia. They don't get that opportunity in 2024. So those would be the two that might be the most upset, but it's entirely due to the fact that one of the biggest games traditionally on their schedule is not on their schedule for 24. But given the strength of Georgia and Alabama, maybe that means an extra win for both Mississippi State and for South Carolina. While it's so exciting to look at what's going to be for the new look SEC, it's also equally exciting looking at some of the non-conference games that are scheduled for 2024. Just a list, not going to get to all of them, but a few things to note. We've already broken things down within the league, but what about the games against big-time competition outside the league? Alabama travels to Wisconsin. That game will be on September 14th. Arkansas is traveling to Oklahoma State. That's on September 7th. Cal is at Auburn. Miami is at Florida. How good is that going to be? We know those two teams aren't real fond of each other. Florida, of course, plays Florida State. That's standard. UCF, new Big 12 team, will travel to the Gators on October 5th. That's an unusual out-of-conference game in October. Don't see that very often from the SEC. You got Clemson and Georgia in Atlanta to kick off the season. That should be terrific. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Kentucky. Those are all very intriguing. But how about LSU getting very familiar with the West Coast? They play not just UCLA in the return game of their home and home from a couple years ago. They'll host the Bruins there on September 21st, but they also travel to Las Vegas to play on Sunday, September 1st against USC. That'll be a terrific game. A couple other random ones, Ole Miss and Wake Forest, Mississippi State at Arizona State, Boston College at Missouri, just to name a few. And then you have some natural rivals, South Carolina Clemson. And then how about these? These do anything for you? Texas at Michigan, that's September 7th. Notre Dame at Texas A&M. That's August 31st, and then Tennessee at NC State on September 7th. So that's just a few. By the way, notably omitted right there, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, as of right now, does not have a Power 5 non-conference game for 2024, but they are efforting that as we speak. So not just the in-conference games are very exciting, but the out-of-conference games for both Big Ten teams, SEC teams, Big 12 teams, ACC teams, all this interconference love, out-of-conference love, excuse me, is going to really encourage a ton of chaos within the footprint, whatever footprint you occupy. Thanks for being with us today. It's been a great show to be able to react quickly to the news that was just dropped within the last hour or so, all the different games, all the different matchups, all the different rivalries that will be retained even as we move into a new era in college football. Like I told you at the beginning, if you could just take a couple seconds to go and leave us a review on the podcast platform 
that you use. If it's Apple Podcast, if it's Spotify, leave us a rating, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it really helps the show out. We have a lot to look forward to next week on Always College Football. Ryan Day, the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, will join us. We look forward to our visit with the leader of what might be one of the best teams in the land in 2023. So much to look forward to, still so many off-season topics to debate, and we will continue to do that on a daily basis here on Always College Football. For all of us here, for Mark, Jack, Jake, I'm Greg. We hope you have a wonderful night, and remember, it's Always College Football. Hey guys, it's Greg McElroy. Thanks for watching Always College Football. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe to ESPN's YouTube channel and wherever you listen to your podcasts.